0: Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision Welcome to Hopeful Hands. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Bradner, and I'm so excited for today's podcast. I am honored to be a speaker for the 2023 Solving Infertility Summit, and you can find so much more about that with the link provided in today's show notes. But Coach Kayla does an amazing job with putting together speakers on so many different topics, so make sure to check that out. But Today, I'm going to talk to you about the two-week wait and some things you may not have thought of or tips for surviving this two-week wait that perhaps you haven't tried yet. So we all know that the dreaded two-week wait can lead to so many different emotions and fear and worry and just really is not an enjoyable time. So I want to begin for some ways you can prep for this time. If you are somebody who did treatment and you know ahead of time, when your two-week wait is going to be, or if you're just beginning to try and conceive, these are some tips that you can implement as well. So my first tip is to understand symptoms and how to manage them. So I want you to understand from the beginning that everyone can and will have different symptoms during their two-week wait, or you may have none. And it's confusing and just causes more stress because we find ourselves comparing to other people. And just really worrying, like, am I really pregnant if you have no symptoms at all? I find this especially hard for my patients following a miscarriage or a failed fertility treatment. So I just want you to take a deep breath and understand there is no right or wrong symptoms when you're going into this time frame. Tip number two, I like to tell my patients to commit to a book or a podcast or a hobby that perhaps you once had before you were trying to conceive. My favorite tip is plan a mini getaway if you're able to. This can be drivable. You don't have to jump a plane or make this expensive. It can be a staycation in your local community. Just think of it a way to get out of your house, out of your environment where you might be distracted by tasks or things that need to get done around the house. And this is time just for you and your partner to reconnect, just to have some relaxing time, doing something fun to keep your mind occupied. I also had a list of things that needed to get done around my house that I had been putting off. One of these was cleaning your junk door or all five closets, in my case, that things had just been tossed into. At the time, I also had recently moved into our new home. So there was things that had not been put away yet. You could rearrange your closet, go through those clothes that you no longer wear, It's things like that that really keep your mind busy to help occupy this time during these two weeks. Tip number three, avoid testing unless you can stay neutral with the outcome. This means that you will be okay with whatever that test shows. You will remind yourself that the final result will come at the end of your two-week wait. And even if that test initially shows negative, that does not mean you are out of the race, does not mean you're out of the game until those two weeks, are finally up. Patients also find themselves comparing HCG levels to others, and there's so much that goes into HCG levels that really I find it best to not look or compare to your friends. There's even studies that show BMI, and your weight plays a role in your HCG levels and your progesterone levels. So if someone tends to have a naturally higher BMI, your levels could start lower than somebody who has higher or lower BMI than you. And so really just knowing if you're going to test, be in a neutral, safe space with your mind. Tip number four, be gentle with yourself. During this time, you have done everything possible that you could up to this point to ensure the outcome of a positive pregnancy test. Be gentle with the words that you speak to yourself, be kind to your body, and do not second guess what you may have done or what you did not do that could impact the outcome. I remember I was actively doing CrossFit, which I love, and eating paleo, and I blamed my miscarriage on my lifting. And it was several friends and healthcare providers who reassured me that this was not the case. There's nothing I could have done differently to impact that outcome. It took a lot of work and several years for me to overcome that and truly realize that. So give yourself some grace and know that you have done everything up to this point that you possibly could have. Tip number five, surround yourself with support and then lean into it. During this time, support may look differently for everyone, but it should feel safe when you're thinking of who could you go to for support. Is there a safe person? Is it a group of friends that you can text, call, or get together with and just really share your feelings in a safe space that you're anxious, that you're scared or whatever your emotion may be? Another option, join a virtual support group or an in-person support group to connect others that have been there or are there with you at the same time. These are like-minded women who really get you. Many of these groups also are led by a licensed counselor, so that's an added bonus. Support may look like emotional support or just really going to friends, family, coworkers, or somebody that is your system, your safe space during this time. Let's talk about foods. So are there certain foods that could help with implantation during this time? So anti-inflammatory foods are thought to help with implantation because they support progesterone levels. And we know progesterone levels are so important during this time for that lining of your uterus. So a few things you could add are vitamin C. And this comes in the form of chickpeas, lentils, beans. They have zinc in them, which really can help. Leafy green foods, foods that contain omega-3s. This looks like salmon, fish, flax, chia seed. Berries are also full of antioxidants and vitamin C. We know that seeds and nuts contain vitamin E, which also helps increase your progesterone levels and blood flow in that uterus. Let's talk about the impact that stress has during your two-week wait. So stress impacts every aspect of our body. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on this coming up next. So stay tuned to that, because I think stress is such a trigger word. Like, we can't dodge it, right? It's going to forever be there. So why? Like, why is it so important to our health and to our fertility and and things like that? So I'm going to do a whole separate episode on that. But during this time, it's important just to be aware of our emotions, our behaviors, the way we're thinking and our physical health and when you're feeling anxious or stressed we know that your nervous system releases stress hormones like cortisol and this in turn creates that fight or flight response that shuts down the system that isn't necessary for survival and that includes our reproductive system so they may not totally shut it down but it's not allowing it to do what it's fully capable of doing and this is why we see people's cycles go later after you've maybe went through a stressful time or you've had times in your life where there is higher moments of stress and it delays your cycle. We know that we are messy humans and so life is going to continuously throw stress at us. So it's really implementing tools that can help us deal with all of life's stressors. Some of my favorite things is really finding a good um, exercise program that you enjoy doing. Sometimes it might just be walking. One of my favorite things I do is I have a walking pad and I jump on that and I'm doing my work while I'm on my walking pad, making sure you have a good sleep hygiene program in place, that you're getting adequate amount of sleep. And if you're not working with somebody to figure out why, is there a hormone imbalance going on? Is something going on that's impacting your sleep? And then, of course, cognitive behavioral therapy work. And that looks like counselors, therapists, psychologists, hypnotherapists, EMDR. Maybe there's stuff from your past, like when you were a child and it continues to cause and flare issues with your life and cause stress in your current life. So really looking at all the different tools that can be put into place during this time. Be aware of your caffeine intake. I think this is important to know when it comes to sleep as well. But most research says that if you stick to less than 300 milligrams of caffeine a day, this should be a safe and okay amount for you to drink. Let's talk about our partners. What can our husband or partner do to help us during this two-week wait? And one of the most important things, I think, is that they are simply aware of what it is and the impact it has on women differently than them. There's a difference in emotions and coping and dealing during this time. And it's important that we don't judge them and they don't judge us because each one of us will find support or find this time to be different. It may not bother them at all. It may bother them a little bit. And so really just not judging, but better just having conversations and doing supportive comments and words and conversations and doing what I call a pulse check to on each other. How are you doing? Is there anything I can do today? How are you feeling? really creating a safe and comfortable environment to express feelings and emotions without judgment. I cannot express that enough that I see so often in myself and my patients, there's times where the tension is so high. And especially if you're going through infertility, this creates a whole nother topic, which I have past podcasts that I've done with licensed counselors on the impact that infertility has on you as a couple. So during this two week time, that can be heightened and flared because we have heightened emotions and feelings during this time and we might not be on the same page. We might have a breakdown in our communication already. So I really want you to use this time to reconnect because there's nothing you can do to impact the outcome at this point. And so really, one of my favorite things I tell my patients is to do the staycation, do a mini getaway, just find time to turn work off, to turn social media off to turn off the busyness of our time and, and really focus on each other during this time and reconnect. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Know that I'm always here for you. My inbox is always open. Send me a message and know you're not alone during this two-week wait. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over and hit subscribe or leave a review for Hopeful Hints and Infertility Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you back here next week Tuesday.
0: Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.